Hey, I'm here with Sterling Jackson, uh, and Sterling has got quite a background too. So, but welcome to Faith Marketplace. I'm Bob Lambert, the show host, and uh, we love this because it is our inaugural full blast podcast uh, that we are doing today. So, again, if you, I'm got to remind you, Faith Marketplace equips individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, I've got a great one for you today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner at Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Uh, most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled top-line revenue and profits within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai, we like to say we put the win back in your sales. And boy, I told you, I got a special guest here for our inaugural podcast, full, full blast podcast. I'd like to introduce you to Sterling Jackson. He is the agency owner of the Jackson and Associate Agency here in Chicago. Welcome, Sterling. Hey, thank you for having me here. I, I'm very excited for the inaugural show to be here. Hey, yep. I, I like to think that it was a reason why I'm here. So I'm thankful to, to be here today uh, with you. Well, we know, I know who I am thankful for this, and that's the guy above, right? Exactly. <laughs> hey, well, listen, um, you know, as I always like to start out the show, you share with me uh, a couple uh, quotes. Uh, so I'd like for you to share those with the audience. And also, why were they important to you, Sterling? Okay. Um, so the first quote I did was, um, you know, the saying goes, a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. This was said by uh, Malcolm X. Um, the reason why I love this quote, I, I came across this when I was around 14 or 15 years old. And it was a time in my life, you know, when you're a teenager, there's a lot of craziness going on, you know, a lot of different emotions. Yep. And, I, and I felt like as you, you know, no different as a teenager as I am now, you meet a lot of people in life. And I felt at that time that, you know, you really got to believe in something. And, you know, obviously I believe in my our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, and you really got to stick to what you believe in because there's a lot of outside influences. There's a lot of noise that, you know, can drift you off your goal, drift you off your, you know, your purpose. And I, and I feel like with this quote, you know, you know, those who don't stand for anything, you know, they're going to be easy to sway. So, you know, I always felt like right. you got to have some kind of conviction, some kind of purpose. And I just felt like that quote always resonated with me, especially then as more as I get older, you know, I still enjoy reading it and seeing it. Okay. That's great. Um, you had a little another one too that I was pretty intrigued about. So thank you. Oh, yes. <laughs> so my second one, you know, it's a little more cliche. You might see it maybe with Nike, you never know, but it's make someday today. You know, I'm I, I really love that because you know, um, you know, as you already know, there's a bunch of people who always like, well, one day I'll lose weight. Well, one day I'll start that business, ah, one day I'll start go. going to church. <laughs> well, I don't know any day that's someday, but you know, today's always a great opportunity. So I've always been a big believer in that as well. You know, that's like, oh, if I had to yeah. say models in my life, those are just two quotes that I just really believe in. That's great. I love them. I, I, I didn't really realize that Malcolm X did that quote. That's a really a fabulous quote. Hey, well, oh, listen, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Let's, uh, let's share with the audience what you want them to take away out of our time today. Okay. So, hey, you know, I, I'm an insurance guy, so I'm here to talk about insurance. So okay. <laughs> I want to talk about the importance of insurance and I also want to talk about how to maximize your coverage. Um, okay. Something else I want to talk about is the mindset determines your outcome. Uh, and okay. the reason why I, I mentioned that, you know, as we're talking about business, we're also talking about a spiritual connection as well today. 
Um, right. That mindset is important in terms of how I do our business in the agency here. So I want to talk about my own mindset and then how, if you change your perspective a little bit, you might understand why I talk about the different products that we talk about in our agency. That's great. Uh, yeah, because that's, that's the whole idea of this is to, uh, you're the show, but also what makes you distinct versus anybody else out there? And I already know, buddy, you got that million dollar smile. Who could resist that? <laughs> Hey, well, listen. Let's uh, let's let the audience know what uh, a bit about uh, you know a bit about Sterling and his background in your testimony. So, did you come out a bouncing baby Christian boy? Oh well, hey, I I would say 100. You know, the way I was raised. You know, I, I have two strong Christian parents. Um, you know, they've always you know as long as I can remember. You know, I've I've been going to church. You know, um, we used to live in Michigan, and when we were in Michigan, you know, I was one of the little usher boys. You know, I used to hold it, open the door, take people to their seats. You know, I've always been um, with the church in the church. You know, that's something I've always just grown up um, being in, and you know, we have instilled in our household. You know, yeah, my mm. my father's always stressed. You know, he he is our my father, but you know, he's only my earthly father, and you know, I I do have a, another father who's here for guidance, and you know, he's always stressed. You know, reading the word and understanding the word as well. Right. So, you know, that's always been so you know i would like to say yeah i've always been that way you know <laughs> as long as i can remember but you know i've i've you know you know god is always in our house so you know we pray before every meal you know church you know mm -hmm. the whole nine yards you know my father also stressed the importance of you know don't just be enamored with you know quote unquote going to your church you know read the word you know understand mm -hmm. the word because you know reading it and understanding it you know, it can be far more important than just going to a church every Sunday. Because some people, as you are, you know, they go to church every Sunday and may or not actually hearing what is being spoken. So, you know, that's always how I was, I was taught and raised, you know, especially, um, you know, with studying the word. Now, you, you uh, also give it a little bit of the background as to uh, where'd you go to school? <laughs> oh, hey, you know, uh, hey, you know, my uh, Sally may never let me forget. I went to University of Miami. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had a great time there. And, you know, I was so blessed to go there. You know, I, when I moved to Florida, you know, I was always my dream school. You know, I always wanted to go to the U, you know, and, and be there. And I had an opportunity to also go there and then my first year play on the football team. And those were just oh, two wow. blessings that, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for every day because one, it, it opened opportunities for myself not just playing football, but being on, you know, on campus. And, you know, I also worked on campus. Um, you know, I had a great opportunity to meet with a lot of different people higher up, but, you know, those are all things that, you know, obviously when you play sports, you, you work hard, you train hard and obviously you hope for an end result, but you know, there's people every day, they don't get the opportunity to see their dream come true. So, you know, I am thankful and blessed, you know, to God, you know, I, you know, speaking of a testimony and you know, I always feel like, you know, I, I couldn't be here without, you know, a good support system in my family and then obviously my belief and, you know, God would, you know, help me see the end, you know, the light in the tunnel there. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, I just got to ask this question too. We had a lot of guests on the show that uh, kind of wandered away from their faith during those years, you know, and, uh, and then came back, you know, when they started to realize, hey, I'm an adult now and I've got to really be be uh going back to church or getting in the word and all those kind of things how was that that you know that uh, journey for you through college uh, um I, I would say the journey um i understand what you're saying there uh, i would say it was still strong my relationship just because you know um you know my my fiance right now we met in college you know she's a woman of the faith as well you know she believes in god so you know when you have a partner 
who believes in God as much as you do, you know, that I think helps with it. Yep. Um, especially with your understanding of the word. Um, so no, I, I would say, you know, obviously was I probably going to church in college as much as I was when I lived at home? Probably not, but was I still actively <laughs> praying and everything like that? You already know. So <laughs> I definitely was there, but, um, yeah. you know, yeah. So God was with you the whole time then, and you you realize that. The other thing I found is is, and it was obviously I had had quite a journey myself, but um, you know, just going to church and like you said, maybe reading the Bible. But you know, it's that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, where a lot of people when they made that turn, they really turned and really started to realize that that was the real thing that was so important was that personal relationship. So, what 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 thoughts do you have about that? Oh, well, you know, I, I think, you know, from a young age, you know, I understood, you know, you got to have a relationship with God, you know, there's nothing okay. we can accomplish without it. So I would feel like, you know, as I got older, as I, you know, became more responsible, more of my own things I had to take care of, I just think it made me appreciate the relationship that I had even more that, you know, ah, um, you're, okay. you're never really alone, you know, so to speak, yep. um, you know, and, you know, your faith is important. You know, if you don't have the faith, if you don't, you know, if you're if you're having doubt, that's when you're going to hurt your relationship with God. You start to, you know, doubt and have confusion. And, and then that's when you need to read more and pray more. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, congratulations on being equally yoked there with your fiance. Is there a date yet uh, set for you guys? Uh, hey, th this summer, I, I got to keep it on the low because I got so many family members trying to get an invite. You know, I only got so many seats. Ah. So now when people ask me, oh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I, I can understand that. I'm about to be in hiding for the next six months. <laughs> uh, is your fiance from Chicago or Michigan or Florida? Where's she from? Oh, well, she's actually from California. So, oh, know. wow. You know, okay. I convinced, you know, I convinced her. I said, you know, she, I met her in Miami, you know, she's from LA. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, the next place we should go is somewhere where it goes negative 20. <laughs> that was, that was my best sale yet. <laughs> I was going to say that had to be your best sale yet. I tell people the best sale I ever made was to my bride, you know, <laughs> and, you yeah. know, I really got lucky there. So, well, listen, um, this is great, uh, Jackson. And what I want to do here is I want to be able to, uh, well, take us out here real quick. I'm going to make a, a, a real quick announcement and thank somebody. Uh, I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as our sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain our Faith Marketplace website and this podcast. So I'm really thankful for that. Marshall Mullet up there with, uh, with Inbound Studio, the owner. Uh, he's had a mission to helping small mid-market businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. And boy, I'll tell you, get out and see our website, faithmarketplace.com. By the way, we have all the podcasts for almost a decade now that are out there. And this one is no exception. We'll have this one posted also. As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to get out there and check them out. Inboundstudio.studio. Again, that's inboundstudio.studio. Hey, listen, we're going to be right back here with my special guest, Sterling Jackson. What a cool name too, man. I tell you, that I, we have to get into that. Well, how you got that name, buddy. Uh, and he, we're going to be back with him here in just a second.
Hi, we're back here again with my special guest, Sterling Jackson. Uh, he is the owner of an agency called Jackson and Associates. Uh, so I'd like to get into that a bit uh, with you, Sterling, because uh, you know, there's a lot of insurance agencies out there. But <clears throat> why don't you tell the, the audience a little bit about how in the world did you even get in the insurance business? What, what made you possess you to do this? Because you're a young guy. Well, you know, for me, you know, it's, it's, I, I like to joke, it's the family business, so to speak. You know, my, uh, my uncle was in insurance. He was in insurance with Allstate, and my father worked with Allstate, and so did my mother. So, and my godmother. So, I got, I got a lot of family <laughs> that's been with Allstate. You know, I even have aunts that are with Allstate in their own kind of fashion, so to speak. So, you know, insurance has always been around me. Um, right. you know, when, when you grow up, nobody says at eight years old, I want to be an insurance agent. You know, that definitely didn't happen. You know, I, I want to start there. That didn't right. happen. But, you know, as I got older, as I finished my undergrad and I, I got my MBA, I quickly realized, you know, being an insurance agent is something that I would love to do and something that I, I think would be great. And it doesn't hurt when your mentors and your family and, you know, and higher ups that, you know, um, such as, you know, your mom and dad who have done this before, you know, that, that never hurts. And, you know, having right. conversations where they can educate you and, you know, explain different things to you is huge. And I, I would say that, uh, you know, anybody can get into insurance, but it does help obviously in any industry, any profession, if you have mentors who can help show you the way. Yeah. <clears throat> no kidding. So um, who's the ideal client for you guys, for you, particularly with your practice? Okay, so we're, um, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm what we would call an exclusive agent for Allstate. So even though I'm Jackson Associates LLC, I just so happen to exclusively sell Allstate. So, you know, we're, we're selling the Allstate brand. So for Allstate, I would say as we're selling that kind of product, I would say that we're really looking for, you know, hardworking people. So if you're listening to this, you're a hardworking person and we want to do business with you. So we're looking for hardworking and, you know, I would say definitely, you know, probably middle class Americans. Um, you okay. know, when we have high value uh, insurers, we, we got a product for you as well. But hey, we, we got to broker that out. But, you know, in terms of the Allstate product that we really want to sell and we really want to take care of people, we're really looking for, you know, hard workers who see the value in a personalized service. Because don't get me wrong, there's a lot of hard workers out there, but not everybody wants personalized service. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of companies out there where you can go straight from, you know, consumer to business. Nowadays, you, you're, you're fine with a 1-800 number. You're, you're fine with, you know, sitting on hold a long time and printing out your ID cards and making changes yourself and, you know, rolling the dice. But when you right. really want somebody who's there to educate you, provide comfort, you know, explain things, educate, that's what we're here for. Not just myself, but my whole team. You know, we're, we're here to educate. You know, that's our biggest principle. You know, if we don't educate, we have no value. Right. Now, I know that, uh, I, I know this, but I want the audience to know that uh, you were the youngest agent. Was that right? Did I see that or hear that? Oh, yeah. so yeah. So when I, when, I, when I went to sales school, so all the agents who want to start with Allstate, we have to go to sales school. So when I went to sales school at that class, I was uh, the youngest agent. And that's something that I wanted to broadcast, but everybody else loved to do it for me. But, <laughs> but uh, it, it, was, it was kind of shocking to see that. But hey, it's never too young to start your, your dream or your profession that you want to be in. You know, you, everybody got to right. start somewhere. Right. Yeah, My, I love it. That's a great... Well, I just wanted to highlight that because, you know, like you said, <laughs> at eight years of age, you knew you were going to be in a you're surrounded with it. You didn't have a choice, buddy. 
Uh, and I love what you said, though, having that kind of experience and that to draw upon and uh, the mentorship that you're getting and really kind of helping you through those landmines, you know, because there's a lot of them when you start a business. That, that's great. Uh, why don't you share with the audience, what kind of problems are you solving there with the insurance? Now, people could think, yeah, OK, accident and this thing and that thing. But why don't you share with the audience uh, the kind of problems you help think, uh, you know, break it down for us? Well, you know, I would say some of the best problems that we solve are just kind of finding out what's the kind of right kind of coverage. So let's use an example, you know, uh, we'll meet a landlord, you know, obviously we're trying to quote his auto and home, but, you know, we're, we're speaking to this landlord. I mean, this, uh, excuse me, this uh, business owner who owns property and he says, well, I, I don't know what kind of policy I need to protect my policy uh, property. I don't need know what's the right kind of deductible. I, you know, they, they don't know a lot of things and no different than anything. You know, I, I'm not an accountant. I don't, claim to know how I should file everything down to the right, you know, um, I's and T's. So no different than that, you know, our, what I try to do is I try to break down exactly what you need, what kind of coverage makes sense. Because something that we'll see a lot of times is, you know, I'll speak to a business owner who has an auto home and let's say we insure three properties and I'll look at their portfolio and say, well, why don't you have an umbrella policy? And they'll say, what's right. an umbrella policy? Well, you know, an umbrella policy is something I recommend for anybody with something to lose or, you know, doctors, lawyers, you know, right. um, and business owners, because an umbrella policy protects you, you know, an example of why you would want an umbrella. If you're at home listening, like, why would I need an umbrella? What is an umbrella? This is a, uh, this is a product designed to give you SS liability. So one of my favorite scenarios is if you're driving and you hit somebody and they sue you for, let's say a million dollars, you know, your policy is only covering you for the limits you have on your policy. So if you're driving around with state minimums and things like that, you're putting yourself at risk because the question I always asked business owners, you know, doctors again, well, if you're being sued for a million dollars, where's this money coming from? Because your policy is only going to cover you, let's say, for a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, depending on the scenario. You know, that other portion is coming from you. So those kind of conversations scares people. You know, it scares me. You know, nobody wants to lose what they're working so hard to protect. Right. So the umbrella policy is a great you know, way to stop, you know, these SS losses, you know, you know, ask any lawyer, they will always tell you if you can afford it, get an umbrella policy. It's a great product to protect yourself. You know, those are different kind of conversations we have to educate any, you know, anybody, you know, we try to tell anybody, Hey, I always say like this, if you got something to lose, you need an umbrella. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious because obviously more and more as we're getting into, uh, the internet and, um, you know, hacking and a lot of other things. Is there insurance to cover some of that stuff at all, um, Sterling? Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's different kind of products, you know, like on our home policies we have with Allstate, we actually have a coverage called identity theft expense, you know. So mm. we're, you know, companies are starting to be more, like you're saying, savvy to that. We understand people are hacking information and there's a lot of fraud going on, you know. But now, as I, I like to show, this is like the most fraudulent times we've probably ever been in. You know, more fraud and hackings are happening now than ever before. Um, so, you know, there's different things you can get on your policy to protect yourself from that. You know, like I said, on our home policies, we have identity theft. And there's many other kind of products that we can offer to protect yourself there just because, you know, there's so many different exposures. Uh, there's so many different ways and, you know, different ways people are trying to attack you, especially using social media platforms to get your information. Right. Yeah. You know, the other thing I w I'm curious about is, uh, particularly since the pandemic, you know, you got a lot more people working from home, having an office in the home. Is there anything special that you might want to, uh, you know, counsel them on is, uh, about that? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny you say that. So, um, you know, something that's going on right now is 
that was introduced during COVID was these kind of policies that, you know, at Offset, we call it a mile-wise policy. Um, the way this policy works is it's designed for people who do not drive like the average American. So, you know, mm -hmm. in the old days, people were driving 10 to 12,000 and probably a little bit less here in the city, but, you know, the normal average American is driving my 12, probably 10 to 14,000 miles a year. Now, for those who are driving less, we now offer products to reward you for not driving as much. So I always mm. tell people, if you're if you're tech savvy, if you if you're fine with a device going in your car to count the miles and you really know you're not driving that much, I highly recommend it. And, you know, it's probably like the number one auto policy we sell to people who work from home just because, you know, they're always like, well, I feel like I don't even use my car. Why am I paying so much for it? And I say, I agree. I do think you're overpaying for your car. And then I send them a mile-wise quote and say, and this is what you should be doing. And they always go, well, why was I doing this before? I said, because it's brand new. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of like our, num our number one conversation we've been having like the last 18 months, um, actually two years now, like, time is flying, uh, since the policy has been introduced. So those are kind of different things. And then we also had different other policies uh, on your home or different other commercial policies we could sell you for those who work from home as well. Yeah, I love your thoughts. Well, I, I think I've drilled you on this before, and it's something that's really important because, like I said, there's lots of insurance agents out there. You have a lot of competition. But what makes you unique? You've said, you alluded to it a couple of times. But what do you think is your uh, you know, your unique uniqueness, uh, Sterling? Well, I would say, you know, obviously, when you run a business, everybody wants to make money. You know, that's the first thing you got to get out there. Everybody wants to make money. But at the end of the day, right there's something I preach in here. And I say preach because, you know, you, you really have to say it every day is right. It's not about just closing deals. It's about developing relationships. It's about educating. Anybody right. can go on a computer and find the cheapest price. Again, it's not right. about that. It's about what can I, our team offer to somebody? Can I right. offer you, like I said, a shoulder of comfort in a, your time of need when there's a fire and I'm, I'm telling you step-by-step step what we need to do after a fire? Am I educating you on the best kind of insurance you're getting? Am I telling you about umbrella policies? I'm telling you about different things that are wrong and not just trying to upsell, not just trying to, you know, get the most premium, but what is best for you? You know, I always tell people, hey, this is the same kind of product I have. This is the same product that my grandmother has. You know, I'm not giving you anything <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't give my own family. And, and not everybody in this profession can say that. You know, every, some people just want to make money. But to me, it's not about that because I, you got to treat people with respect, especially nowadays. There's yep. more options than ever before. And if you're not treating with people with respect that you would give yourself or your own family, then why would right. anybody want to do business? And by the way, I'm a big advocate of this for you because of this personal touch in this personal relationship because you got to trust people that are providing you services big huge thing and so that leads me into are you looking for ways to increase your business are you hungry for business relationships that matter that helps you grow personally professionally and spiritually well welcome to g7 networking with purpose where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation experience the networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming here. We have six of them in Chicago. I'm proud to say that I am the regional manager here in Chicago. So all you got to do is reach out to g7.com. More details, you can search in there for a chapter near you. And also, uh, we're looking for well-connected leaders. Also, people that would like uh, people of integrity that would like to 
explore maybe being a leader here in Chicago, leading the G, uh, some G7 networks, okay? So again, God's in this thing. So get out there and check it out, g7networking.com. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Sterling Jackson. He's the owner of the Jackson & Associates Agency. And as you heard, he's an all-state agent. He represents one of the best companies in the country, all-state. And uh, this, you know, what I'd like to share with the audience now, uh, Sterling, is to make that connection between faith and work. You know, uh, we talk about that. How do you live out your, actually, your principles and your beliefs and your faith at work? Uh, and that can get kind of daunting because the business you're in is uh, you you got secular clients. You know, they're all, all faith-based believers. And so um, who is your, you know, when you, when you look at that, um, what do you give God praise for in your business? You know, hey, um, I, I like to say I, I, I pray and thank God every day for the success we've had. You know, last year we had a great year, you know, our best year since we've opened up, actually. And, you know, you know, when, when I told my team about our results and I said how we finished, you know, the first thing we said was, you know, we got to thank God for this because, you know, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have this opportunity if we didn't, you know, if it wasn't for God. So, you know, yeah. I, I would say, you know, God is very focal here in our agency in terms of how we you know, do business in terms of different words on how we act and lead within, but also on how we deal with people. So no, um, you know, we thank God the minute we, we knew about our success and even we thank God, even when we have rough days. Yeah. Oh, especially sometimes we had a rough day. Right. And I think we oh, do especially. forget. I, I want to, I want to thank you for saying that because I think we do forget, uh, you know, when we're on top of it, it's like, Hey, well, yeah, it's all me. No, it's God. Right. And we really have to understand that, we got to be have a, a grateful heart, you know, when we're doing well, uh, that it's not just when we're down the valley, you know, that we're going to need God to help us because he's there and we just got to ask. Um, let me ask you this then. Uh, how do you inspire others uh, daily at, in your workplace? Um, you know, I would say I, I try to lead by staying positive. You know, I, I've, I've worked for many people growing up. And I've had leaders who aren't positive. I've had leaders who are nervous, who are frantic. And I feel like when you see leaders act like that, you feel it uh, in, the, in the workplace. And, you, and sometimes you see it through the work. So I've always tried to stay positive. I've had many people I've worked with and worked underneath me say, man, you're always positive, man. You're always, just, <laughs> you know, seem like you got to, you know, you're ready for another day. And I'm like, well, you, you got you to gotta stay positive. You know, I mean, right. even, if, even if you are having doubts or even if you are you know feeling right. nervous what good is it to share that belief with them that's not going to make them feel better so you know somebody has to stay positive as a leader so i do try to stay positive you know even though i may be disappointed in something that happens even though i may be stern and talking about something i don't agree with you know i'm always still gonna be positive there's always we can always make this better we can always yeah. turn a page and start anew yeah and as you know in leadership part of the uh, the things that you really have to understand it's not about the person it's about the problem you know and focus in on that how we're going to resolve this and and stay away from anything that uh is going to make like you said the person feel bad the other thing too is you know <laughs> power of positive thinking right <laughs> you know it's a, a book that has you know has stood the test of time and he's absolutely right because the simple fact of the matter is is that uh positive mentality positive thoughts lead to positive outcomes and to your point, you know, everybody can get down about something, you know, there's enough to get down about out there, but there, uh, to, to, 
face all that with a positive attitude and say, hey, we're going to get through it and have a better outlook. I know some people think that, oh, Bob, you got such a sunny, sunny disposition. You think everything's great and all that stuff. Well, yeah, because what's the alternative? You know, you've heard the phrase, the glass is half full and half empty. I'm going to give you a new one. The glass is always refillable, <laughs> you know? So yeah. <laughs> just got to stand up and refill the dog, I think. Um, hey, what, what kind of things do you, you, you just hit it a little bit. And I want to expand on it is, you know, that staying positive, but you know, when people are facing challenges in business or life, uh, what kind of things do you share with them? Or how do you try to help them? Whether it be a family member or a colleague or somebody else, what, are there any kind of tip, tips and tricks that you use to help them? Um, you know, first, you know, I try to read the room, you know, I try to, you know, make sure what I say suits everybody, never try to cookie cutter every response. But right. I would say that, you know, I, I had an assured recently, she was in an accident. And this was actually a conversation we had. And she mm -hmm. got into an accident, and it was real bad. You know, her car was total, you know, she was really shaken up, had to go to the hospital. Oh, um, but the alternative for why we both try to stay positive was her son's friend had passed away in a car accident that same day in a totally different unrelated oh, accident. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. And she said to me, she said, well, you know, I can't even be mad. I, I can't even be frustrated because, you know, somebody I know just passed away in the same circumstances, but I'm still here another day. Yep. So, you know, what I, I mentioned this story because of the fact that you know, it's, it's easy to be like, oh, I lost this property. You know, I, you can buy another right. car, you know, you, you, and, and that's yep. why I told her, you know, when she was, we were, she was frustrated at one point during the claim file, I say, you can buy another car, you know, but you only get one life, you know, and, and yeah. she, you're right, oh, well you're right. Done. And, and well you know, done. I, I, or, you know, I mean, I just don't know else how to say that because, you know, obviously I'll be mad too. She literally bought the car like a month ago and now it's total, you know, right. I'd probably be mad too initially, but then you hear about somebody, you know, passing away and you go, Ooh, well, this is, yeah. this is trivial. You know, this, this is, you know, I can replace this, but you know, our relationships that we develop, you know, these connections that we're even having right here on this, you know, this, this podcast, you know, you can't replicate that, you know, that's why life is so precious. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta find out, you know, the positive, you know, keeping that positive train of thought, you know, you know, you yeah. gotta be thankful. For well, especially with what you're dealing with. I mean, you know, property loss, loss of life. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you are, you know, you're there for uh, some tough things for people. So uh, have you had any instances where you prayed for people because they've gone through this or asked if you could pray for them or anything like that? Um, For those individuals who I, I know who are Christians, yes. You know, I, again, just uh -huh. because of the nature of the business, I, I never try to, I don't want to say intrude, but, you know, I, I do, like I yeah. said, I try to, you know, jokingly, I say, read the room. You know, I, I you know, those who mention their faith obviously i mentioned my faith immediately right but you know we work with a lot of people from different ways of life so you know when i do meet right. a fellow christian you know i always do you know we we, we both thank god for you know our interaction mm -hmm. and you know and we we continue to, to talk and have a great relationship and i still have great relationships with those who aren't christians or practice other faiths um right. but i will say when i when i do find out i am on the phone with our christian you know we it's obviously a different kind of conversation right a different kind of conversation uh, I had a gift given to me many years ago <clears throat> that uh, uh, a gentleman that was one of the top executives at uh, uh, a major company here in Chicago, and he's actually in HR, and uh, everybody knew he was a Christian. So he had uh, people at his door all the time, you know, that had problems and issues and so on and so forth. And he used to say to them, no matter who they were, what whatever their background was, uh, you know, could he pray for them, right? 
And uh, he, he said, you know, that he would go away and pray for them. Until one day it dawned on him, why am I doing that? Why don't I pray for them right then and there? Not some big, long, drawn-out prayer or anything. Why don't I just pray for them right then and there? And he started doing that. And he said, Bob, you know something? Nobody ever turned me down to pray for them. You know, and obviously that was a situation where they had some issues going on. Well, I picked up on that myself, and I do it also. And I will tell you and share with you right now, uh, over the amount of time I've been doing it, I've never had anybody refuse me, no matter what their background was. So it's a great way to reinforce because, you know, again, you're facing tragedies. You're facing some tough situations with yeah. people. Uh, I think you'd be surprised how much they would find a blessing. And so I want to encourage you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it down there. I'm throwing a challenge down to you there, Sterling, <laughs> is to, you know, uh, step out in faith. You know, I mean, we're here to be able to uh, let our light shine uh, no matter who they are. Uh, now I know it's <clears throat> I know it's dicey, and I know because of the simple fact that we're out here in a secular world, but um, I think because we've come through COVID, people are now more receptive to this kind of thing, because the simple fact is there's trouble all over the place, and now that you are that salt and light, and particularly with the position you hold within the community, and uh, you know, and what you're doing with people, particularly in in some of the most challenging times, uh, you know, it, it'd be great. Uh, so. Uh, I'm excited for you, buddy. I know that that <laughs> that will be something. I've I've thrown the gauntlet down there. Okay. Hey, well, listen. I, I, I can't I believe it. Challenge. I, I I'll take on the challenge. Yeah, I can't believe it that we're uh, we're already here to the time limit, per, per, almost the time limit. I shouldn't say that. Um, well, listen. Uh, let's give uh, the folks a, a little bit of understanding about uh, if. Uh, okay, I, I know what I'm going to ask you. It's what words of advice would you give to your younger self? Well, you know, I, I would say don't be afraid to work your connection sooner. You know, again, like okay. I said, when I was a, uh, a young you know, kid, you know, it wasn't my dream to be an insurance agent. And it probably wasn't my dream to be an insurance period. But, um, <laughs> you know, as I got older, you know, I, I did see the value of, you know, being a business owner and entrepreneur and how insurance could just be a gateway into being a business owner in other different businesses and other different things in the community, whether it's nonprofit or anything else you want to do. It was a great stepping stone for that. So I would say, you know, from my younger self was take advantage of your, your connection sooner. You know, I have a lot of family who does a lot of different things and, you know, a lot of kids want to do it on their own and do it on their own time, which is fine. But, you know, you have these connections, you know, everybody else around the world used their connections. You know, you don't have to be some strong soldier and do it by yourself. You know, that's what family's right. for. So that's yep. probably the only thing I would say, you know, maybe go even sooner, you know, even though I, I was already young when I started, but Hey, why can I be even younger when I started? So, yeah, exactly. I love it. Know. Great wisdom in that because, you know, it's not about know how it's about know who. And yeah. when you have that and understand that mentorship and people around you want to give you a hand up, they're more than willing to do that. I had a lot of peers that would love for a young person to come and ask them for you know, some help or a hand up. Uh, they would love doing that. And it's not in the sense of lecturing them or, hey, you should do this or that. Uh, good coaches and mentors are worth their weight in gold. You know? And if you got, uh, because you know, again, not everybody has that mentality, but I can't believe What's also interesting, fun, and cool about you? Let's let everybody know how cool you are. Oh, man. I know you're now you're putting me on the spotlight here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like... Anything cool? 
Uh, hey, I, I, I like long walks on the beach reading, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I would just say like, like, you know, we talked about, earlier, you know, when I, when I got started all say I was one of the youngest agents, yep. you know, I, I played football for a, a slight moment, um, yeah. in college. Um, I'm just trying to think what else could I say about myself? I don't know. I'm on the spot okay. now. Mm. All right. <laughs> hey, I can't believe we're up on time already. I, we're going to be right back. Stay tuned. We've got this mystery subject that we're going to go through here with Sterling uh, in the next segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back here with my guest, uh, Sterling. And uh, we're going to uh, kind of chew on something he brought up earlier. I didn't know about that. Uh, some time with his, when he went through his MBA program down in Florida and uh, they took a, uh, a little trip and so Kurt, why don't you share with our audience a little bit about that what, what what that trip was and let's chew on that a little bit okay so when i was uh getting my mba program um you know the university was like hey we're, we're doing a study abroad trip and and we had two options we could have went to italy or we could have went to china and nothing against italy but i said well you know china is you know it's you know it's a powerhouse in terms of business right. you know it's, you know we've always heard about that even you know 18 years old so right. I said, well, I think what would be best for me is to go to China. So we went to, we went to Guangzhou and we went to Shenzhen in China. And, you know, it, we were in a, the Guangdong province, as they would say it. And um, it was a great time. And it was great because it was so eye-opening to different cultures, different businesses, and different, you know, ways of life. Uh, my favorite little joke I like to tell people is so when we, we found out we were going to China, um, you know, I, I got a little, you know, language dictionary and then I started studying Mandarin. You know, you always hear about Mandarin in the uh -huh. news. So I started studying Mandarin and our first day for our class to prep for the trip, I come up to our professor and I'm like, hey, I've been studying Mandarin. I'm ready to go. And she's like, well, we're going to the part of the world where they speak Cantonese. They don't speak Mandarin. And I said, well, <laughs> what have I been studying? So I, I have been studying for like a couple of weeks, a language that they weren't even going to speak. And, you know, that, but again, that was the first lesson I learned that just in this one region of China, they speak a different language. Everywhere else they spoke Mandarin, but in this one language, they spoke um, Cantonese. Cantonese. And, wow. And I said, well, yeah. I, that was eye opening right there. Um, yeah. The other thing, too, is, as you said, you know, it was, uh, well, well, 2018 is what you said it was. It was, it was, it, it yeah, was. Yeah, 2018. 20, a little bit yeah. of, uh, you know, a little bit of tussle going on right there during that time with China and uh, in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, not that it's gotten any better, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, did you feel any tension around that? Oh, there was definitely a lot of a lot of tension on it um, for a period of time. You know, they have different like color grades on how they rate international travel. Mm -hmm. And before we left, you know, there was a lot of talks that we weren't even going to go anymore. And we weren't going to go because, you know, tensions were so tight. And, you know, they, um, you know, besides us going, our, our professor had told us that this is the highest level you can go to another country. Like, like if it was any higher, the trip would be canceled. And that wow. was, you know, that put the stakes on it, you know, but, you know, being young and dumb, you're like, let's go. And, you know, but now in <laughs> hindsight, I don't know if I would have been so eager to go. But, you know, at the time, <laughs> there was a lot of, um, you know, concern about it. And we yeah. had a couple of people, we had about like three, four other classmates I had who were in the military. And mm. there was a lot of talks. They might have issues coming back. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, nervousness. Yep. But, you know, everything worked out. You know, we, we all got back, you know. You know, hey, we we all made it back safely. Um, something else that occurred was it was funny because 
um, you have to go through customs. So we went from Jacksonville to New York, New York to Beijing, Beijing to Guangzhou. And when we get to Beijing, we had to go to customs and, and customs there was fine. But when we came back, um, we had bought these little batteries as a group to take back to our families. And I guess we weren't, I guess they were not allowed to have these batteries coming back oh. to the States. So they took the batteries out the bag without even like telling us, make up the little note that said, you've been inspected. And we were like, what does that mean? He just came in our bag and took our stuff. And it was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. I feel like anywhere else they would talk to you about, we got to take right. this when you go through security, but they just took it out without saying nothing. Just put a little note saying inspected. And we're just like, and you were, you were warned about it ahead of time with certain <laughs> things that you couldn't take back out of the country. Oh, well, you know, uh, it's funny, funny story about that. There was a woman who was who flew back with us from from Beijing to New York, and as okay. we're going to back to the United States customs, they're asking her, "Do you have anything in this bag?" And she's like, "No, no." And then they're trying to speak her. She's like, "I don't speak English." So then all of a sudden they pulled over a man who spoke Mandarin, and he comes over and starts speaking Chinese to her, and they find out she's bringing back like eggs, and she had like two cartons of eggs, and then they were like, "What's this?" And she's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were looking for that." <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I just laughed thinking about that because but no like honestly i i wasn't really thinking about what we could or couldn't bring back i was just like right. you know all my stuff made it back that was you know just touristy yeah. stuff i didn't realize oh well we can't have these batteries in here you know i right. guess not every country that's lenient with batteries but no it was an eye-opening experience uh no matter yeah. what yeah well especially during that anxiousness i'm kind of curious uh were there other christians on that group with you I would say, I would say probably at least 90% of us probably were Christian just based on Jacksonville and how everybody okay. acted. I, I would say the majority of the group was. Um, okay. Now, were the, the people we were there, were they Christian? You know, I can't, you know, I can't claim right. to know. Um, but, you know, you know, China is so diverse, you know, even right. if you were in an area where there weren't Christians, you know, there's millions of probably Christians in another region. And there, it's, there's so much diversity there. Um, yep. I know there's been a lot of, you know, different talks about, you know, faith in China, but, you know, we didn't get right. the opportunity to support, but a part of the reason why we didn't get the opportunity to support as well was just because of the tension at the time, right. and, you know, yep. we're, you know, I, I, we do try to keep it as professional as possible, you know, you know, no acting out, you know, no, don't go out by yourself, stay in the group, you know, you know, we just try to make sure we, we got home and back safely. Yeah. Uh, tell the, tell the audience a couple of things that you were kind of surprised with and uh, cause you visited some very big company, you get pretty eye opening what you, what you saw there. Right. Yeah. So when we were over there, we, we got to uh, tour some of the big companies over there. We got to see like FedEx in their headquarters in Guangzhou. Um, we got to um, see Deloitte. Deloitte was a mm -hmm. great company. They were a great host to have us there. Um, when we went to Shenzhen, Shenzhen in China is like Silicon Valley for us. Ah, so like all okay. the big up and coming companies were there. Um, so we got to meet a lot of companies that you probably have never heard of, but you know, they were big companies and that were there that were growing quickly. Uh, another big staple of our group, or excuse me, of our trip was we actually went to the Canton Fair. Uh, the Canton mm. Fair is the world's largest trade fair, obviously, in the world. So it's the wow. world's largest trade fair. So we got to go there, and that was amazing. And our professor told us this was the hardest thing for us to get into. And our pass was good for five years. So actually, she got it for us. We could come back for five years. Obviously, COVID happened. But while we wow. were there, there was everybody there. We saw people from London, you know, Ireland, you know, Africa. Everybody you can imagine was at this fair selling different wow. products, different goods. I mean, it was 
it was really eye-opening. And as an entrepreneur, that's the kind of things you love. Now, obviously, I'm not in the trade business or selling a product like that. But right. I didn't realize that it was ever a time I did want to get in that business. This is where I need to be to buy the good. <laughs> yeah, because right. everybody exactly. was selling it. Everybody was there. I mean, you could buy anything you could think of there. I mean, silk, yeah. you know, I mean, for even I, you know, I, bars, you were selling liquor. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, I know you shared with me off camera there and off uh, of sound with that uh, one of the uh, interesting things was about the toilets. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. So there was a lot of, um, you know, when we went to touristy spots, they have toilets. Obviously, in the right. hotel, they had toilets. But when we went more, I would say, off the tourist grid, right. we start to see that there weren't, you know, traditional Western toilets. You know, they had their kind of toilets where they were just, um, you know, they were like holes in the ground. And, right. you know, as a guy, did this really hinder me? No. Was an eye opening? Yes. Now, I always did feel bad for the women in our group because the women in our group, they were like, man, this is this is a lot of work. And, you know, I felt bad for them. I, I, I joked and said, man, this isn't really woman friendly, uh, this trip. But, you know, us guys, we we're just like, oh, it is what it is. But, you know, the right. women were like, no, this is not it. We need to get back to the hotel. <laughs> I love it. I can't believe our time is up already starting. I could talk for another hour with you, buddy, but uh, we got to get going here a little bit. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, again, fun. this <laughs> inaugural uh, podcast here with Sterling Jackson right here in good old Chi-Town uh, is um, a, a premier agent for uh, Allstate, but he's got his own thing going. You heard, you heard the distinction in his voice and what he's really got a heart for and uh, the kind of people he likes to serve. Hey, well, listen, we hope you come back again next week. We're going to be podcasting out there and putting these out there every week now. Uh, again, faithmarketplace.com. I want to encourage you to get out there and check us out. Got lots of stuff out there. And also there's that donate button. That's how this ministry runs. We get off of uh, the kindness of other folks. And so if you got a couple pennies left there that you could throw our way, we really appreciate it. We'll be back again next week on Faith Marketplace Podcast.